0: Welcome to the CCW Safe Podcast. I am Rob High and joined today with my co-host, Phil Naiman. How are you doing, Phil? Doing doing pretty good today. It's a beautiful day up here. Good. Um, been a, been a pretty, pretty busy week for us. And um, we're incredibly blessed with a rapidly expanding membership. Um, but we know that we don't have, um, we've got a lot of new, new members that don't fully understand all of the things that, that come about for this. Um, and we are a membership program. We're not a insurance company. So, uh, we've said it on, on other podcasts, I know, but, uh, one of the things that we did was we based the the model of this membership group after uh the fraternal order of police or the police benevolent association something like that one of the one of the police union models and it was because we're all from law enforcement we understand the the critical need to have the proper investigation done when you're involved in a in an incident, and especially a lethal incident, um, and I just want to go over some things with with Phil and I today, and kind of cover on uh, if you are involved in an incident, um, how to go about uh, making proper notifications and that kind of thing. <clears throat> um, I know, I know, Phil has has always been. Uh, a great ally of ours um, and at the same time, he wasn't fully up to speed until he really kind of got to know the whole team and what we do. Um, and that's that's the biggest thing. That's the one thing that we can offer in this industry that nobody else can. They can't even come close to matching. Um, and that's the the experience and the the decades of knowledge that are put together to give you guys um, not just the best opportunity at a, at a legal defense, but for training and other things like that. Um, one of the things that that comes about is if I if I'm not sure, um, and it's really pretty simple. Uh, a critical incident for us is. You have been arrested for something gun related in a self-defense incident. You've had to display your firearm or you've been involved in a shooting. And any one of those three, we need to know about immediately. Um, You know, it's it's funny. I know, I'm sure that there's there's other industries out there. Um, You know, we're not, we're not a, an insurance company, but I'm sure insurance companies will get somebody that's been involved in an accident and runs out and tries to purchase insurance and then come in and go, oh man, my lucky day, I bought insurance and I wrecked my car. Um,
1: and there's, and there's rust in the, uh, dens in the metal,
0: right? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's obvious that it's been there for, for a good duration. Um, the biggest thing for me uh, is is just your ability to be defensible. Um, if if I'm lying out out of the gate, you know, and I'm, you know, I'm a retired police investigator, and and I'm I'm fairly confident that those lies are going to be found out. Um,
1: the biggest deal. Th- that they all are all the time. I mean, the an interesting thing like you're talking about, not just yourself or, or the other guys on the team, but, you know, go do a ride along with any police department and you'll see that that officer there from the start of his shift when he leaves the, the watch room and takes off till he comes back in, every single person who's talking to him is lying to him right? It, they just, it's amazing to me. And then you have to realize that, geez, after 20 years of this, you're a detective, um, you're like a human lie detector, you know, never play poker against detectives. You're going to lose everything um, because there's no bluff on these guys. So I'm not talking about CCW safe, finalized, but the investigative team, if you're not up front and clear about exactly what happened, then they look at you, as you're the bad guy. If you lie to an officer, it's like the worst thing. Um, It's the word you'll lose their trust forever because they've spent the last 10, 15, 20 years dealing with nothing but liars who are bad guys. So you really have to make sure that you are clear. Um, Don't exaggerate, don't don't make anything up. The facts always come out. It's, and you have to be honest.
0: Yeah, I mean, off the soapbox for a little bit. (laughs) Um, For for those of you that are are new or don't really fully understand how that works, our emergency line operates an awful lot like 911. We've got somebody at a call center that's going to kind of triage the incident. And they want to know just a couple of things right up front. And that's all. They don't want to know anything more. <clears throat> and that's going to be, am I a member? Is this an emergency incident? Um, and then I need to give them my name. And then I need to answer the questions, yes or no. Have I been arrested? Have I been involved in a shooting? Or have I had to, to uh, display my firearm in a self-defense case? Um, and really that's That's all I want you to talk to the the call taker about. That's the only information they need to know. And it's one thing if you've got uh, the guys off our critical response team that are showing up, that are subject to being subpoenaed in your case and testifying on your behalf and helping you. But those are guys that have decades and decades of experience giving testimony, testifying. Um, that call taker doesn't know any of that stuff. So uh, they really don't need to know the nuts and bolts and all the details. They, they just need to know the answers to those questions. And the sooner they have those answers, the sooner that they can get you connected with Don West. Um, and as I was saying, you know, it, it operates very much like a 911 call. Um, You you call in. I've been involved in emergency. I had to display my firearm. I had to whatever the case may be, whatever the incident is, Um, and when that is determined, and the call you know the our uh, call center confirms that yes you're a member, this is your name, and yes you're involved in a critical incident, they immediately. Start making notifications. It's really fast. Um, the longer you keep them on the phone, the longer it takes for them to make those notifications. So it would be like me calling 911 and uh, just laboring on and on and on, and they're not starting anybody to come help me. Um, the first thing on that triage is, is connecting you with an attorney that's gonna determine what's going on. And they've, our attorneys have got obviously decades and decades of experience. Don West has been a practicing attorney for more than 40 years. Um, and we really are confident that he is the very best guy in the business out there. Um, but while Don is being notified, Uh, Our ownership group is being notified. Um, Our administrative staff is being notified and our our entire critical response team is notified. Um, What comes about from there um, is as the attorney is doing his triage, we're immediately looking at, uh, we're validating the fact that yes, you're a member, this is where you live. Um, one of the questions from the emergency call center is your location. So now we know where you're at and we can start putting things together. Uh, The guys on the critical response team start confirming that information. We also start looking in in the event that we need to uh, get out there to you because we want to be by your side within the first 24 hours. Um, And that's just a big deal. If you've never been through anything like this, um, you have no earthly idea how rapidly the earth is going to start spinning for you. It just goes warp speed and you have no earthly idea what's coming next. So to have that calm, reassuring voice present with you, um, it just makes things much, much easier. Um, I don't know, Phil, if it, you know, you, you make a call uh well put it like this you don't have ccw safe and you're involved in an incident and you have to defend yourself where do you go
1: yeah you know you're you know we've talked about this before uh the some of the differences between ccw safe and your business model versus others that are out there where they might look at you and say, "Yep, yeah, you're right. You're going to need some help. Here's a check for X dollars that you signed up for. Good luck. I'm back on the plane back to Minnesota or wherever they're from. Um, and then at that point, you're like, well, I guess I could Google defense attorneys. Um, I hope, you know, mo- most of us don't have a lot of friends who are criminals. So you don't, you know, can't call your friends, say, hey, who got you off last time? Right. Uh, hopefully. Um So you would be on your own. And I think, you know, if we take a look at in California or let's just pick on Texas, you know, if you're in Texas and you're in a rural county and you're thinking everything's great, everybody's got the right mindset and life. And then you go into Houston and in Houston, you have a problem. Now you're in a big city DA's house, and it's a whole different thing. You just don't know when you're going to need to defend yourself. It's probably, unless it's against wild boar, it's probably not going to be in the rural areas of Texas. It's going to be in a hotbed city. Um, you know, same thing: Arizona, California. You know, it's going to be in one of those areas that may have a DA with, with uh, a decidedly anti-gun flavor about them. Um, So you're going to be fighting in an unknown court far away from your home typically. And, you know, it, things can go bad. You, you need to have support and I honestly hope and pray that your money you spend for CCW safe over the course of your lifetime is an absolute waste of money. That's the best thing is that you never have to use it. Uh, We've talked about this a, a hundred times that, you know, having to defend your life even though you didn't cause the situation can materially affect the rest of your life financially civilly uh criminally too it just again it depends on whose house you end up uh playing and as far as the uh the courts are concerned so you there's a lot of things you don't have control over and you'd be kind of floatsome if you will if you don't have this backup team
0: yeah Um, You know, one of the other things is the sooner we can get to work on something, um, the more we can kind of uh, get the best preparation in place for your defense, um, for your support, Um, you know, and, and it doesn't just affect the member who's involved in the incident and it affects everybody around you, you know, your spouse and your children and things like that, so we want to make sure that everybody is is taken care of in those in those situations Um, and part of that is um that immediate notification you know even if i'm not sure if if there's even a doubt in my mind whether i you know maybe maybe i should call if you've been arrested displayed your firearm or had to fire a shot the answer is yes you need to make you need to make a call um and the way we always go about it is: your first call us to 911. You give them basic, basic information. I, I, I was attacked. I had to defend myself. I discharged my firearm. Um, I need uh, law enforcement and medical attention. You know, it's
1: it's not like we're coaching you what to say. Like say this exact thing. You just have to realize that you've just been in an incident. You've had you've been forced to defend your life your adrenaline is pumping through your system. Like you can't control, you, you know, you get on a 911 call and you turn into chatty, Kathy, somebody pulls a string in your back and you're just going on. And then high school when Bobby, you know, whatever, you just, you can't stop talking because the physical state you're in. And, you know, we've talked about this many times and it is so important to give, to be, to try and discipline yourself, to give the basic facts. You know, I was attacked. Um, I'm wearing this, but I had to discharge a firearm, send medical help, location, name. And then, honestly, I need to hang up now. And the 911 dispatcher is trained to keep you there with the recorders rolling and asking you all these nice questions because you're not Mirandaized yet. So they're going to, they're going, that's their job. You know, and in most cases, if somebody is a criminal, it's great to get that information from them, but it's important that you, you know, that you think about what if, if I have to do this, what would I say? What would I do? And, and it's important that you have that, at least in the back of your mind.
0: Well, and, and you're talking about being disciplined in what you say. Um, you really have to pre-plan this. You have to think ahead. As as to what kind of steps you are going to take, um, because as soon as that nine one one call is done, I need you to call us. That that is the time to make that emergency call for us. Um, so that allows us to to put resources into play um, in in many many different ways. Um, you know, even if it has to do with with uh, uh, media and things like that. Um, you you really want a seasoned, qualified team to be in charge of that instead of just kind of just flying by the seat of your pants and running out there and giving it a good old college try. Um, yeah. The 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 you get more, one shot at it, right? Yeah. Not yeah. A Not a
1: do over. This is you get one shot at
0: it. Um, and you know we we know that we we live in a day and age that that the media really doesn't care whether they get it right they just you know if it bleeds it leads and and they want to put put out whatever and be the first to put it out and get it out there, regardless if it's true or not. Um, And that's something that that becomes a hurdle for us as we're uh, preparing a defense, so the. The fact that you've been involved, it, it, even if you've been arrested, you know I don't care if you call from jail, but or have somebody call for you on your behalf. Um, but the sooner we know, the better. Um, it is next to impossible when we get a phone call and I have somebody that says, "Hey, my my brother is a member of your your service." and he was involved in this incident, and he was arrested um, a week ago Saturday. he's got court today, and he needs your help. Um, I would love to be able to have those systems in play to just snap my fingers and make it go, but uh, it just doesn't work like that. Um, Any any good attorney, any good investigator uh, has a caseload. They have things they're already working on, um so these are things that have to be uh, uh, we have to have the availability to to even get there and and put these pieces into play for you um, it it's just very urgent for us um, the the earlier we know the the better we can get ahead of it and and protect you as a member um, it it's just you know, like, like Phil was saying earlier, you know, you, you wreck the car and, and there's rust in the, in the metal and that, that happened way back. Um, We, we need to know as soon as we can while it's still fresh and, and we can help prepare you. Um, And part of that is also uh, if you've never been involved, you know, you're not a law enforcement or first responder, or you haven't been involved in uh combat, not not a military veteran or anything like that. You don't understand what a trauma does to your brain. You know you go into in protective mode and and things don't don't come to the forefront as you're trying to recall what what just took place the way that you think they did. Um, and i've I've known police officers that have had tremendous issue. Dealing with something going, I know that there's no way this sequence of events took place like what's in my head right now, And that's a trauma memory. that's that's the way those things work. There's also guys that get involved in something and everything works just just right. Uh, it just depends by the incident, by the person, um, you know, your sleep, how how much rest you've had, all kinds of things play play part into those things. Um, another, another point we want to get at is uh you know we always talk about not just de-escalation but complete avoidance. You know, if I can not be there when a situation goes down, and that's a bonus for everybody right there. Um, obviously if you
1: know, it's it's so important. It's Like in high school, right? Something bad happened, and it was a lot better to hear about it on Monday morning and have been involved in it over Saturday night, right? Uh, So, yeah, not being in the wrong area is or wrong, putting yourself in a bad situation is absolutely the best thing, or recognizing one early and leaving. You know, maybe you pulled up at a stoplight, stop sign, and and uh, you look and there's two guys with hoodies on the side of the road at the light pole. Hey, blow the light if you can. You know, they, they started pushing the car. Just get out of there. Uh, sit seated in a, in a car uh, with appendix carrying your seatbelt on is not the place to start defending yourself, right? You're at a huge disadvantage. So you have mobility, get out of there, um, call it in. But, you know, there's ways that you just don't want to because you have a gun. It doesn't mean that you you have to use it in every single instance. The best bet is almost always just to get out of there. And especially, you know, we we have a, our mentality, right? And most people who carry firearms as civilians are men. Not all, but a vast majority. And of course, when you have men's, you have men's, you have attitudes, you have ego. And a lot of times that Answering the call to the ego is going to keep you in a situation you'd be far better off leaving if you have that opportunity.
0: That's why you know you and I always touch on the fact that that if you're carrying a firearm, you you have to put emotions in check. You got to put them on hold. I think actually legally you
1: have, I shouldn't say legally, I'm not a doctor, a lawyer, I don't even play one on TV, but. I, I think that you really have a responsibility not to escalate, right? You can't escalate something and then claim self-defense. Oh. Uh, you have a firearm on and somebody says something to your wife and you go over there and slap them. And then I had to shoot him because he got up, right? No, this, this is, you cannot escalate. In my understanding, you cannot escalate a situation and claim self-defense.
0: Yeah, you have become the aggressor. Um we've we've seen this multiple times, this exact very incident where uh we have somebody that feels slighted or wronged on the roadway. Um it's just yeah, it's called Wednesday
1: in Southern California.
0: It 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 is in in California for sure. Um it's just one of those that as we're going through things, um It is, it's crazy to me that, you know, yes, I inadvertently did something and I really did something that offended Phil and now he's pissed off. And so now it's back and forth and flying the your number one sign. And, you know, you can see him mouthing and yelling and doing whatever. Everybody feels a little bit more safe and secure when they're wrapped in that steel coffin but there's no security really in a vehicle. Um, The security is in your ability to avoid that situation. So if that means slowing down, changing lanes, getting out of the way, letting the guy get ahead or whatever, let him get ahead. And if that's not working, take the next exit. Um, That's gonna take you you a minute out of your way.
1: And if he follows you, call
0: 911. You know, absolutely. nine one every time
1: Yeah. yeah you know what let's touch on that because that is a big thing so let's just say that this guy the bad guy um cuts you off and then he's offended and he's throwing the bird you're trying to do everything you can he chases you off the freeway um he you're at a stoplight. there's two trucks in front of you you can't get around it he comes up to your window he's beating on it and you at that point you you pull your firearm out in a defensive posture you don't even point it at him but you have it there because you're stuck in your car there's nothing you can do he sees it he goes back to his car calls 911 and says you've been pointing the gun at him right so all of a sudden you went from victim to perp in, in a half a second and you know that other guy is a liar anyway so it's a whole nightmare um, of things, so you really have to make sure that you know if you ever have that incident, you need to call it in and explain to nine one one, give the description this man's attacking my car. Um, you know you are the victim, not the aggressor
0: well and and knowing um, your your laws. Uh, by your state, because a display of a firearm has so many remarkably different charges depending on where you live. Um, it can be a, a very simple menacing thing that's a misdemeanor uh, all the way up to aggravated assault. Yeah,
1: brand, a brandishing could be either a misdemeanor or a felony.
0: Yeah, sure can. Depends on where you live. You have to know those things. Uh, It's just one of those, there's so many resources available to everybody online now, good resources, um, that if you don't take 10 minutes to educate yourself, that's that's on you. Um, It's one of those, you know, we go back to the road rage thing. We had one that I felt like was being handled to perfection. Um, Incident happens. um, Again, you've got a a testosterone filled rage by some guy in a car and he's having an interaction on the roadway at speed with a husband and wife and the wife is actually driving pulls over to the to the shoulder of the highway and calls 911. But she's in front of the guy that's angry and that guy pulls in behind him. all of a sudden, the husband is a little concerned because the guy's behind him and he gets out and approaches the enraged driver. Um, it's just the two cars on the shoulder of the road. There's there's nobody else. And whether he did or whether he didn't, um, it wasn't like he pointed his firearm at the at the guy in the back car, but he raises his shirt, he displays it, and suddenly that's the guy, just like Phil was talking about. Um, that's who picks up the phone. That's who makes the call. And he's able to give, this is the vehicle they're in. It's a man and a woman. This is the tag number. And this guy's got a pistol in his waistband. He just came and pointed it at me. And if we don't have video in the area, we don't have any way to defend that kind of phone call. Um, it, it's just one of those that, Uh, avoidance, um, is absolutely the best and safest alternative in those things. Um, it, it's just, it's the way out. It's the way to, to keep you safe, to keep you healthy, to to keep you happy. Cause I'm telling you, once you've been arrested, happy goes out the window. Um, might be your cellmate's name.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and that's that's the other part is you you know you you're going to be in a situation you've never had to deal with before, and the deal, depending on where this incident happens, say it's in Los Angeles, well you're going to be in jail, uh, and you're going to go in and in California. We've emptied out all of our state prison prisons with all the big felons. And we put them all in county jails. So that's where you're going to go. It's just like being in the big house Attica, you know. Uh, in a county jail it's not uh, it's not barney fife you know giving you a coffee through the through the grates this is a horrible place to be and they have snitches in there and these guys they get extra cigarettes and favors for turning dime on you and you don't even you're upset you don't want to be there because yo, man this is what happened you know t- tell me what happened what, what are you in for what happened and then they turn dime on you and you don't even know you're in a whole different world. You've never, hopefully never experienced and never will have to, but it's, you know, Jack Reacher isn't in there to help you out.
0: Um, One of the other things that is not an emergency um, is something happens in the uh, legal world um whether it's uh a new law or uh proposals of new laws um yes those are things that upset us um they're things that bother me just as much as they bother the next person you can't call on the 800 line for that it's not an emergency call guys it's not um and you it's you know, an
1: emergency call call your state legislator who passed yeah.
0: that that's yeah. who you need to call. And. You know, Phil and I have have had the honor to have guys on the show that have actually been on the front lines and been a part of those battles. Um, You know, we had Chuck Michelle earlier that uh, was part of the Bruin case. Group of guys that worked the Bruin case and argued that case in front of the Supreme Court and for New York State, and they won. You know, they they struck down their concealed carry laws as being unconstitutional and too restrictive um, you know that's not the things we want to come on here and, and talk about all the time but there there are important issues that that we feel like you need to 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 be aware of and things that are going on in the country um, but I have no standing I don't have there there's no politician I can call in California that gives a squat about what I think about their voting record or how they're gonna vote on this next bill. Uh, they don't care. Um, so those have to be grassroots things. Those are things you have control of. Um, there are places that uh, people sat on their hands for long enough that now they've got a deep hole that they have to try and dig themselves out of. Um, but that's not everywhere. And yes, we are 100% in support of of everybody's rights, um, especially their constitutional rights. Uh, And we do our own thing as far as uh, supporting legal measures and things like that. Um, But we are only single voices. Um, It takes a, a grassroots effort where everybody gets involved and everybody speaks up and it gets addressed that way. So, um, you know, we had Rick Travis on recently. Um, Again, not not the most exciting kind of material to cover, but he lets you guys know what is truly going on out there. Um, You know, California kind of took the exact same measures that that New York State did uh, to the ruling in the Bruin case. And, you know, immediately they started, okay, the, I can't outlaw you from carrying a gun. So now I'm gonna outlaw the areas where you can carry a gun. You can carry the gun, but you're just not allowed to carry them in these places. And then you just make that list so great that it becomes an issue to, to carry anywhere. Um, those are things that have to be fought uh, Where where those, where the issues are being raised, um, and, and again, you know, we are fully 100% in support of those things, um, in support of uh, gun-free uh, restrictions, where, where you're not coming in and and starting to chop away at those rights, however you do it, whether it's ammo or where I can carry or you know who can carry. Um, as long as you're of sound mind, you're not uh, mentally unstable, and you're not a convicted felon, you're not a prohibited person from owning a gun. If you I think have- you
1: said that a little bit backwards. You well, said you we were 100% yeah. in charge of gun-free. No, we're, we don't want gun-free zones. We want to be
0: able to yeah. carry. Yeah, we want we want the freedom on, on those issues. Um, and- I want
1: to save you a few phone calls.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, it's, it's just one of those things that, that, uh, yeah, we're, we're just, we're, we're so far away from the gun-free stuff. Um, it's, uh, you know, you, you, you mark these things as being gun-free and they become targets of opportunity. You know, we've seen that in, in many, many places. Um, you're starting to not see that in churches anymore because churches are standing up and they're getting security teams in place and and they're not easy targets anymore. Um, you know, we're going to, we're going to arm IRS agents with, with uh, patrol rifles and hire an additional 87,000. And we're not going to, put any of those resources into our schools where our children are. Um, there are just so many issues out there that, uh, you know, we, we can't be the lone voice. We have to have everybody out there making phone calls and, and speaking up for your rights. It, that's the way it gets handled is when you, when you actually take a stand and, and let, let your elected officials know. Um, anything else that you're thinking of, Phil, as far as the, the, the questions for, uh, new folks out there as, as, far as how to handle different situations? Well, I think,
1: you know, obviously if they've been listening to your podcast for a while, the other thing we keep stressing is you might be a new gun owner or new to carrying concealed uh, and training. so important um you have to train all the time even when even when ammunition is expensive you have to train all the time and you know you've done as a firearm instructor for the police department you know you guys don't go and shoot 500 rounds a day every single day but you have training drills uh, that maybe you can take one box of ammo and it lasts two and a half hours because you're just doing manipulation and training and breaking the shot every so maybe you can uh, give him an idea of some simple training drills that don't take 500 rounds of ammo a day.
0: Well, you know, J.J. Ricaz is one of the greatest shooters walking the planet right now. Um, he is just a machine with a pistol in his hands. Um, but that's what he does. That's what he does for a living. He, he shoots a gun. Um, but even J.J. talks about, you know, if you just take this much time and just do this little bit over the course of time um, it's the consistency of that training um, I can tell you that a young police officer learning how to how to shoot a, a pistol in um, you know it's different from state to state and jurisdiction to jurisdiction but our kids get about three total weeks of, of actual hands-on firearms training and they come out of their holster just their presentation thousands of times in those three weeks thousands um and it's one of those that it it's done so much that it it can be done without thinking um it's just it's built to the point where where it's autonomic when the time comes, it just happens. Um, the same way, you know, JJ was talking about dry fire. You don't have to dry fire for, for ten or fifteen minutes a day. Do three. You know, take take just a little short while. You know, so without buying a single box of ammunition, I can uh, unload, make a safe gun, and I can and I can work on my draw stroke over and over and over. Doesn't have to be for an hour. Um Then I can do the same thing as far as learning my trigger and how much travel I have and where it's going to stack up as, it, as it's coming through, especially in a striker fire, when, when it gets to that breaking point, and I know that uh, it's about to engage. Um, so learning where, where the wall where, the, where that little wall is that I have to break through, and it's just a press. It's not a big deal. So I can work on magazine changes. I can work on draw stroke. I can work on dry fire practices. I mean, there's so many things that I can do without ever leaving my house. Um, I, I've seen guys that, you know, obviously are really good uh, with with their gun handling and safety skills. They 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 exercise all of that all of the time and. Uh, they'll sit and dry fire at the TV. They just always just have something that they're, they're, they're working very minute little details. Um, you know, our, our production manager, Justin talks about, you know, if you did nothing more than just dry fire and just really get that down solid, you are light years ahead of guys that are out there just with no rhyme or reason and you see this all of, the, all of the time at public shooting ranges, you know, guys roll up and they go, you know, unzip their their pouch or whatever they've got and, and then all of a sudden it's just spray and pray and they're throwing rounds all, all over the place. And you didn't and, think a nine millimeter would have a shotgun pattern, right? Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, and then you watch somebody like Justin shoot and, you know, the guys can can patch over his target, you know, with a quarter Um, there, there's just so many things out there that, that, uh, and this is not just a new shooter thing. This is everybody, you know, um, physical skills are perishable skills. And if if you're not out there working on them, they, they go awry, they go, uh, and diminish and really in not very long. Um, the other thing is, is, uh, I I don't have to rebuild those skills if it's something that I just do a little bit uh, consistently all the time. Um, so those are, those are just little, little mindful tips. Um, uh, some people are concerned with, with pointing a real firearm, uh, you know, you can get a CERT gun, you can get uh, a, a uh,
1: airsoft gun. Yeah. A lot of airsofts in almost every make and model now that yeah
0: they're so uh you know and if you if you don't have the means to do one of those you know you can always go to concealcarry.com, get one of uh jacob paulson's barrel blocks um makes makes everybody know for a fact that that you're operating a, a safe unloaded firearm and it's now just a training aid um you know the police department uh has has blue guns you know things that or Red guns, whichever, whichever company that you go with, but it's a replica of your firearm, same weight, same dimensions, and, and you can practice presentation and things like that with it. Um, so there, there's all kinds of things that you can do out there. Um, the, the biggest deal today is we just wanted to come on and discuss some of the things that make uh, make it a little more difficult to give you the best representation that we can. Um, you know, it, it's one of those that, again, I, it, I, I say it until Phil just rolls his eyes at me so so hard that I can hear him. Um, you know, you, you just, you kind of suspend your right to respond to things emotionally when you're carrying a firearm um and your your first thought should really be every time um if i didn't have a gun how would i handle this situation um that firearm is a tool of last resort and it's the only thing that i'm going to going to deploy when life is endangered and and somebody's going to die if i don't intercede in that and and step in um it's Common sense stuff, but uh, if we allow ourselves to get emotionally tangled in stuff, uh, we we tend to to lose that. So it's
1: it's common sense when we're sitting down at the table talking about it. Yeah. When it's happening and it's live, you have to if you haven't thought these things through, just like you haven't practiced your presentation, your trigger reloads, clearing jams. When it happens in real life, it's a whole different thing. So. You know, it's here's the starting point. You're a new member. You have all the rights God's given us. Now we have responsibilities. And it's not just us saying this. There are law enforcement agencies that will hold you to a a level of responsibility here. You have to make sure that you follow things correctly. And so learning the steps and accepting them and realizing, hey, I think you said it perfectly there, Rob. I have a pistol on right now. Um, would I be approaching this group of guys that are doing what this whatever nefarious deed? If I didn't have a pistol on, am I bringing a problem? Am I, am I escalating a problem that may not exist if I don't stick my nose into
0: it? Well, and it, it creates that false bravo, bravado. You know, there's yeah. there, there's things out there that just you know um, you know Paul Sharp said a few weeks back the deal where you know you get these these kids and they live in this high crime area and it, it, unfortunately for them they're under the same roof as some really nefarious characters that are that are you know gangsters and and just thugs and and police are going in and serving warrants and knocking doors down and these kids are you know three and five years old and by the time they're 18 they're impervious to somebody running in their house with a firearm they don't care um so and he said on the search warrant he was doing yeah just sat there in front of the tv
1: playing the games telling the officer "Hey, get out of the way i can't see my game yeah
0: it's it just an annoyance for them um so you know if you think that kid is going to be deterred and and frightened because you have a gun you've got another thing coming you you need to you need to deal with some things in your own world and and figure out that that things get really serious really fast uh, especially when a firearm's concerned so um, it it's a soapbox episode I apologize for that but but there's just things out there that that if we get uh, a little cooperation from from folks where we're able to, to truly better serve you. Um, we, we already have the best uh, response of anybody in the industry. Um, there is kind of everybody else doing whatever they do and then there's CCW safe. Um, we have absolutely just decades and decades and decades of experience to, to fall back on and, and we bring that out to, uh, to assist our members in their worst times. Um, So, you know, it, it's one of those that, whether it's the attorneys or the investigators or the experts, or, you know, just our response team, um, the peer support that's available for you and those kind of things is, is really just unparalleled. So. um, It it is, I've had numerous people
1: um, bump into me and they're asking me about CCW safe specifically, uh, because they've been with ABC brand and now their membership's coming up and they want to come over. And then we go through the differences, your coverage difference and the experience difference So, you know, they're, they're making the change. And I'm glad to see that because it's a it's a great coverage. You guys do a great job and you're there and you care. And in that situation, CCW Safe is going to be the only people on your team that care about making this right
0: and putting in that effort. Well, and 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 have the the decades of knowledge yeah. and experience, experience to to back that up. Um, just don't play poker with Rob. <laughs> um, we appreciate everybody tuning in. You got any takeaways for today, Phil? No, I think you did a great job. It's just it's it's
1: you know, you have to uh, inspect what you expect, right? And, and it's the same thing, these as this is the basics, but hey, basics make
0: all the difference. Yeah, they do, they do. Um, as always, if you guys have any questions, comments, concerns, you can always reach me directly at rob, R-O-B, at ccwsafe.com. Um, we, uh, we are honored to represent you guys. We're so thankful that you tune in and, and uh, join us on our podcast, read our, our uh, newsletters and and trust us to be your service provider. Um, if you have any ideas or things you'd like to hear about on the podcast, you can also reach out to me. Same same email, rob at Safe, And uh, we'd like to touch on the things you want to hear about as well. So thank you guys for... Appreciate you so much, and we will see you next week.